Hello and welcome back to episode two of Be Encouraged, where we are looking at tips and practical application that can help us be better equipped to train our child in a way that they should go. That's the purpose of this. It's to give application and to give um, just encouragement to you as parents as you're looking to be spiritual uh, influences on your kid's life so that you can raise them in a way that honors God. And so we're going to be going through 12 tips, 12 things that are based on biblical principles that we should apply to our lives as parents to help our kids go in a direction or point them to a direction that that, um, that leads them to Christ. And so the first thing that we're going to look at is to lead by example. And we kind of covered this in the last video, but we need to demonstrate the values and behaviors that we want our kids to adopt in their lives, right? Children learn by observing their parents. Me, as a, my particular way of learning is by observing someone doing it. For a long time, I worked in a machine shop and the way I, the way I learned how to operate machinery was by watching someone do it. And then I did what they did. And Paul says this to Timothy and he tells, he says to the church, uh, he tells us as we read the word of God to follow him as he follows Christ. Like he set for us an example and we can do that with our kids. We need to lead by example. Right? We don't need to just tell them what we want them to do. We need to lead it. We need to show them godly character. We need to show them what it is to love like Christ. We need to be those influences in their lives, not just by what we say and not just by bringing correction when they don't do what we say, but by actually showing it. If we want them to understand the grace and the love of God, then we need to display that for them. Right? Uh, if you think of Romans 5.8, it says God dis- demonstrated his love. He didn't just tell us he loved us. He displayed his love. He did an action that showed it. And we need to do that for our kids. We need to demonstrate to them through leading by example. That's why Christ says, uh, like, follow me. Like, follow me. Do the things I do. Right? And so that's what, that's even the basic uh, definition of the word Christian is to be a Christ follower, to do those things. And just as we follow Christ, we want our kids to be able to follow us into that example and not not be hypocrites because kids know when... When parents are being hypocrites, when they do, when they tell them to do it one way, but then they themselves don't do it, and how detrimental that is to children. And so, lead by example. That, that's a that's one biblical principle that you can apply to your life. And if you're not doing that now, or you're having a hard time with that, or maybe there's some things in the, that kind of keep flaring up as you're pursuing God, then then pray about it. God answers prayers. Say, God, just like David, created me a clean heart, Lord God. If there's anything that gets in the way of me being a godly influence to my kids, then would you please remove it? If it's anger, if it's bitterness, if it's uh, being self-absorbed, whatever it may be, Lord God, may you remove it from my life so that I can reflect you to my kids, that I can say, just like Paul, follow me as I'm following Christ. We're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, together with our children. We're walking with them. We're training them. We're not just telling them, we're training them, right? And oftentimes, um, this is a, something that's so crucial, but yet gets missed. Whether you are doing it on purpose or not, you are an example to your children. Understand that. You can be a good, godly example, or you can be a negative example, and it impacts your kids. And one thing that I do as a, as a parent is I weigh it, right? At some point, I'm going to stand before God. And though I'm not necessarily responsible for all my kids' actions, I'm responsible for how I shepherd them. Did I point them to Jesus? Did I raise them in such a way? Did I, was I able to look at them and say, follow me as I follow Christ? Or did they see me and say, dad, you're just a hypocrite? And there's weight with that. So understand that. And then if there's anything that needs to be adjusted, God's grace is sufficient. Say, God, what areas in my life do you want to work on? Oftentimes those are the areas that surface up. Like if you have a hard time with patience, you're going to see those 
hope you being impatient. That's when you say, God, help me with my impatient because love is patient. Love is kind, right? If it's anger, then, then when, those, when you start getting angry, right, just turn it over to God, right? Just turn it over to God. So be, lead by example. Follow the example of Christ and lead by example, I would say that. And then the second one, um, we kind of covered this too, where some of these are rehashing. It's teach the word of God. Teach God's word, right? We need to introduce our kids to the Bible, not just when they're old enough to read it themselves, but even at a young age. Tell them the stories, but not just the stories. Tell them how God is revealed in those stories. For instance, when you get to the, the book of 2 Kings and Elisha is dealing with the woman who's in debt and, and, um, and the creditors are coming to take away her kids to make them slaves because she owes so much money and her husband had died and she has nothing, right? Elijah tells her to fill the pots with oil, buy as many, get as many pots as you can, borrow them from neighbors and fill them with oil and then sell the oil and you'll have more than enough to pay off your creditors, but also you'll have enough to live off of. And what does that reveal about God? It's not just that he gives us oil, right? But it's that he's the God of more than enough. The Bible says that he's God, he's El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. That reveals him. So take those moments when you're going through the word of God and just point, like, this is what God's saying. And then if you continue in that same chapter, I believe it's chapter three or four, what you find out is that Elisha feeds the people and God, and they don't have enough food to feed all the people. There's too many people to feed. And then Elijah says, no, God said, by the time everybody eats, there's going to be more than enough and there's going to be some left over, right? Because God is more than enough. God, God does exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever hope or imagine. Sometimes we want God just to meet the need, but he doesn't just meet the need. He goes above and beyond and he supplies all our needs, even the ones that are going to be future, right? Amen. And so we need to get our kids into the word of God and not just the, the, not just the stories. Those stories are good. Like you can give them a good biblical knowledge, like this is what happened, this is Noah, this is the ark, but also look at what it reveals to God, because as you do that, get this, it, you're going to be able to speak into your kid's life, but God's going to reveal things to you through his word, right? One of the greatest ways of learning is by, is by teaching, and so as you go through God's word, what you'll find as you're doing it with your kids, you're going to pick up things for yourself that you'll be able to tell your kids, so get your kids in the word of God, teach them, and, and just understand this too, that, that you can't bring your kids anywhere you can't, you haven't been, but also, you can go with them on the journey, right? Today, you can choose to say, I'm going to get my kids in the Word of God. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be a Bible scholar to just read the stories because you also have the Spirit that's going to speak to you. And we say this oftentimes on our podcast, that you're anointed to be a parent. God chose you. And He gives you the grace you need to parent them well. And when it comes to God's Word, you can enter into God's Word knowing that His Spirit will lead you and guide you and you'll be able to part. Um, wisdom and biblical knowledge, and not just biblical knowledge, but heart transformation that happens through it into your kids' lives. So get them in the Bible and then pray. Pray. Pray with your kids. The Bible is all about prayer. It talk, talks about casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. It talks about um, uh, bringing your anxieties to God and letting the peace of God that which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds as you grow in Christ Jesus, right? It has all these different things about bringing your request to God, the Lord's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Um, it has all these requests of prayer, but I would, I would also challenge you, don't just pray prayers of, I need this, I need this. Pray prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude with your kids too. Teach them to be um, thankful for all that God has done in their life and all that God is gonna do. 
right? Teach them that too. Not just the prayers of we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this, but say, thank you, God, that you have brought me this far. And because you have brought me to this point, I know, God, that you are good and you are going to bring me even further. Teach your kids to pray. Also teach them to have gratitude in their prayer, praise in their prayer, right? Teach your kids to thank God for blessings and then to seek his guidance too through prayer. Right? Teach them that. Encourage them to pray prayers of, of requesting, making your request known to God because it's biblical, but also teach them to pray prayers of gratitude too, which are also biblical. Don't just hyper-focus on one, the need, the need, the need. Thank him for what he's done. Thank him for what he's done. Actually, that's what it says in, in Philippians. It says, uh, Philippians chapter 4, it says, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, there it is. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, we're making your request known to God that way, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Pray with your kids. Teach them to pray prayers of gratitude, Um, and install in them moral values, right? Install in them the the values of Christ. Install in them the the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? To, To instill this into your kid's life. Right, the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Cultivate that into your kid's life. Teach them to be like Jesus. That's really what it comes down to: the moral values that you want your kids to have, the the honesty, the kindness, the compassion, the humility. Um, There are things that are mentioned, generosity, there are things that are constantly uh, mentioned in the Bible, instill in them those moral values. But this also goes back to the first one where you've got to lead by example. You cannot be a hypocrite and expect your kids to do the things that you're not willing to do. Show them generosity, show them love, show them humility, show them compassion, show them kindness, show them the fruit of the Spirit so that they, it can be instilled in their lives. And so that they can be more like Christ. Remember, the, the goal is follow me as I follow Christ. Here's one for you too. Discipline with love. Discipline with love. Don't just blow off the steam and because and, you're angry, just blow up. Take a moment. I, I asked someone this one time. I said, I said, when it comes to discipline, do you, do you step aside and do you seek God for, for how you're going to discipline your child, right? Because so many times it's, it's that immediate response that, 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 agitated, the the irritation that makes us respond the way we do. But take a moment and realize that discipline with love is for heart transformation. That you can show, that you can, you don't have to just discipline to correct the action, right? There is that aspect of discipline, right? There, there is consequence for action, uh, for actions that are done. But there's also a discipline that brings about heart transformation in our lives. And that's the way God deals with us. That's the way God, God disciplines us. When the Bible talks about God disciplines the ones he loves, it's so that they don't stay in that constant state of doing the same thing wrong over and over. But also understand this, that when God disciplines the ones he loves, it's not just through the wrath. It's actually, there's, a, there's an aspect of grace and love in that so that we are transformed, right? We're transformed. It's not just a blowing off of steam. And so discipline your child with love and consistency, keeping in mind the biblical principles of correction, and use discipline as a teaching and guiding rather than just punishment, just capital punishment. Rather than that, use it to guide and direct and to, and to um, train them in the ways of God. Rather than just, like I said, just punishment for the sake of punishment. If it doesn't transform the heart, or the other aspect of it too, well, it, 
If it if it if it doesn't just transform the heart, then all you're doing is just behavior modification, and you're gonna have the same issues over and over. That's that's what happens. That's why those other three steps before this, or four steps before this, are so important, right? You need the heart transformation. Otherwise, you're dealing with the same consequences for the same actions over and over and over again, right? But the other aspect of it is is this is we don't want to exasperate the situation too where we where we're so harsh on our children that they don't want anything to do with us and they don't want anything to do with the god that we say loves them because that's the other thing when you over correct when you over punish you make it you're you're reflecting god to them and then think about the damage you can do when you when you don't reflect god to your children right so understand that discipline with love discipline with love bring correction but don't just punish for the sake of punishment. You're looking for that heart transformation, right? Encourage a relationship with God, right? Help your child develop their own personal relationship with God. We should always, as parents, be pointing to Jesus, not not taking away from him. We should constantly be pointing him to Jesus. Share our relationship with God, with them. Talk about how we read our Bibles. Talk about what we're reading in our Bibles. That, that, That goes back to praying with them, right? Point them to Jesus Christ. Encourage that relationship with God that grows. Encourage them to talk to God. Encourage them to pray, right? And, and, and share your thoughts. Share their, allow them to share their thoughts with us and not just seek to kind of bring an answer to every question they have necessarily, but encourage them to share what they're thinking and what they're dealing with and then bring them before God, right? And seek guidance in their daily lives, like allow them to do that with you. Don't don't be too busy that you can't take the moment to give spiritual insight to your kids and encourage them to grow in their walk with God, right? Um, and, and then here's another one, uh, fellowship and community, instilling them a value for church community, for godly relationships, right? The fellowship aspect. There are so many parents today that I get to talk to who long for their children to go to church, but yet when they were children, now they're grown up, but when they were children, they never brought them to church. And now they, they long for those days. I just wish my kids would come to church with me. And their kids have moved on and they're married and they have their own families and they don't go to church. That, that longing that we have the opportunity to uh, develop just a value of community and fellowship and church, right? We need involve your kids in, in that faith community. Get them involved, um, because this provides them with a sense of belonging, first of all. They're part of the body of Christ. Positive role models, people who are seeking God together, who are like-minded with you, who are also have those morals and those values that are godly, that are seeking the will of God, right? They, it gives positive role models outside you. It confirms the word of what you're teaching and a, a broader understanding of faith. When they're involved in church community, get them involved in church, right? It will help you. It's like a supplement that comes alongside of you right? You, you are imparting to them and then you bring them to a community of like-minded people who are pursuing the will of God, who, who have a value on the things of God, and then it confirms the word of what you're teaching them, right? Fellowship and community. The church is so important. And then here's one for you. Promote compassion and then service to the kingdom of God. Right? Teach your child the importance of compassion on those who are less. The Bible is full. It says God's a God of a, abounding in compassion and steadfast, lo- steadfast love. Right? He is a compassionate God, and so we need to we need to show our kids what compassion looks like because the Bible talks about generosity and giving to the needy, not just sharing the gospel. That's the second part of this, but not just sharing the po- gospel and saying go on your way, but to fill the the stomach of those who are hungry and then share the gospel. Not just say God loves you, but 
but say, God loves you so much. I'm going to give to your need and then I'm going to preach the kingdom to you. God sent me to show you the compassion of God, right? We need to instill that in our kids. Take them on those, on those, those, uh, those opportunities to serve, right? If it's giving to the poor, if it's, if it's raising up, getting food for a pantry, if it's serving at a soup kitchen, right? Those little acts of, of compassion that, that reveal the heart of God, get them involved and then service to the kingdom. Take them when you preach the gospel to the lost too. Don't just fill a belly and pat them on the back and send them to hell. You fill the belly, you pat them on the back, and then you share the kingdom. Why you're doing these acts of compassion are not for not just so that you can feel good about yourselves. It's because God so loved the world. And so you meet the need. Jesus was always meeting people's needs. He was always feeding the hungry. He was always healing the sick. But want to know what was on the other side of those? Not just doing those acts so he could feel good and get everybody to like him. He preached the kingdom along with him and said, I do these things because this is the will of God. And we need to do that with our kids too. Get them into... Um, into acts of compassion, but also tie the gospel to it. This is why we do what we do, because God loves this world, and God has called us to do these things, right? And number nine, it kind of goes along with what we already talked about with the, with the Bible, but discuss life lessons from the Bible, right? Use biblical stories. Use the stories that God has in here to discuss real-life situations and lessons. What does faithful look like? Well, we can go to Daniel. What does it mean to, to be faithful to God even in the midst of trial and when the whole world around you is going, is in a bad place? What does it look like? And maybe the world's against you. Well, look at Daniel. What does faith look like? And look at what God did through that. God was able to raise Daniel up in the midst of being surrounded by demon worshipers, which is really bad, and, a, and being thrown in the lines, and God still was able to raise him up because of his faith. Look at the lessons of Joshua, of courageous. Look at, look at what it means like in Judges when it says everyone did right in their own eyes and then in return got in a bad place because they forgot God. Right? There's life lessons in, these, in this, this word here. This word is living and active, and we can take them and we can apply them to our life. Right? Why was Noah chosen out of all the world to build the ark and save his family? Right? It was because he was righteous. What does it look like to be righteous? God saves the righteous. Righteousness is profitable, it says in the Bible. Right? What does that mean? What, is that? what about giving? What about sowing and reaping? What does that look like? About giving into the kingdom. And when God says, give and it will come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, he gives seed to the sower and then causes a harvest. Right? What does that mean? How do we give the Bible lessons? Discuss them with your kids. Don't just read through it like it's a picture book. But look for the deep biblical truths that they can apply to their, their lives. Right? They can learn from them. Um, they can relate to the biblical teachings, to contemporary issues. Right? They're, they're not just obscure stories in the Bible. They, they're living and active. They're true today. Although we might not face Goliath, giant people that want to kill us, there is enemies out there that wage war against our faith. And what does it look like to go against them? Did you notice that David in that story didn't say, I'm going to kill you. He says, you come at me with, with spears and swords, but I come at you in the name of the Lord and he's going to hand you over to me, right? The battle's not ours. The battle is Lord's. Those are lessons, valuable lessons we can teach our kids as we go through the word of God. And like I said before, if you don't know him, as you go through the word of God, the spirit will make them aware to you. You will birth it in your spirit and you'll be able to share these with your kids and it will be a beautiful moment of your growth and their growth. Um, encourage questions. Now this, you're not going to know every answer to question, but you have, but you can look, but encourage your kids to ask, um, 
questions, like and create an environment where it's not an inconvenience for your kids who might have questions about their faith, about God, about situations in the world where they can't, where they can, where they can't come to you. Don't create that environment and create an environment where your kid feels comfortable in asking questions about faith in the Bible, right? Because if they don't hear the answers from you and, and you're, it's an inconvenience to you, to you, then their faith isn't really that valuable to you. In, and I'm being quite blunt although you wouldn't say that, take the moment to allow your kids to ask you questions. Dad, I'm dealing with this. Dad, what does this mean? Mom, can you explain this to me? Or maybe we can, we can look at this together. You don't have to have all the answers, right? You can, you can say, well, let me look at that or let's pray about this. And you can go try to find the best answer you can or go to the Bible or pray to the spirit who will enable you. But, but create that spot where, um, where you can have discussion and seeking answers together because this can strengthen their understanding of the word and it also strengthens your understanding of the word and it shows them that you really value their faith. It's not an inconvenience to you. Uh, celebrate spiritual mi- milestones. Acknowledge and celebrate um, important spiritual mi- milestones in their life. Like, or if they come to you and they they grasp something, right? Or or they they come to you. I mean, I, I remember when my daughter got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I was just weeping because I had been praying, God, God, just fill it with Your Spirit, fill it with Your. And then it happened, and I celebrated that moment. I still speak about it to this day. It was so powerful. Celebrate those spiritual milestones. Right of, of when they're growing in their faith, tell them, right, I see this fruit evident in your life. A good job praying that prayer. Whatever it is that you're doing, right, and still and encourage that. Encourage that because it, it, it encourages them to grow in the Lord, right, to pursue the things of God like they see it. Baptism, right, um, any, any kind of thing like that, those significant moments in their faith, celebrate them with them. Acknowledge them. You did good here. Baptism, like I said, for me it was the baptism when my my daughter Ireland got baptized in the Holy Ghost. It was just amazing. It was beautiful. And then um, provide a space, an atmosphere, where your child can express doubts and fears or struggles, especially if they go to like anywhere in this world where they're getting challenged on their faith. They're young. They don't know. They're not adults, and the enemy's not going to wait for them to get to a level where they can fight fair. He's going to attack them while they're young. Allow a safe space where they can come to you, approach you with their doubts and their fears and their struggles. And then you can be the voice of God in their life where you speak by the power of the Holy Spirit and you address the fears, the doubts, the struggles, the attacks in their life. But you got to create that environment where they feel comfortable enough to come to you. Otherwise, they won't come to you. They'll hide it. And then by the time it's too late, you never address the issue. The Bible says this, it's the small foxes that ruin the vineyard. We always look for the grand problem in life. Well, the grand problem in our kid's life. Well, like it could be sexual things. It could be stealing. It could be anything grand. But what about those small little foxes that go along and try to chew up the root of faith that you're, you're trying to water and grow? Allow a spot where your kids can come to you with questions with questions and doubts and struggles and don't beat them up for them. I think about this story with Jesus and he's, he's approached by one of the, uh, the temple leaders and he's going with him to his house to heal his daughter. And he gets there and he says to the, he says to the temple leader, Jesus says this, he says, if you believe, if you believe, And the temple leader says this. He says, I believe, 
but help my own belief. And Jesus' response to that isn't, well, you need to believe harder. Just forget about it. No, he doesn't even, he says, he actually helps his unbelief by bringing about the healing. See, we can be the voice where we can say, you got to believe, and they, your child comes up to you and say, I believe, but help me in this area where, where I'm shaky. Then we can be that, 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 the means to which God operates to bring faith and to bring strength, to bring encouragement into our children's life. God, we can do that. God wants us to do that. God wants our children to walk in faith and in victory, right? He, and he uses us as the means to equip them. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm, as a parent, I'm always going to be pointing you to Jesus and I'm going to train you up in the best way that I know how as an example, as someone who values the word of God and prayer, as someone who's going to instill in you the, mo- the, the morals of, God, of godly character, right? The fruit of the spirit. And I'm going to display them for you. I'm going to, I'm going to discipline not out of judgment and not out of wrath, but out of love and compassion to see your heart transformed so that you can be more like Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'm going to celebrate the spiritual victories in your life, right? I'm going to provide a space where you can come to me with your fears, with your doubts, with your struggles, and I'm going to be a means of support and comfort and encouragement and faith, right? The, when we do those things, the the immense value it has it, it, in our child's life is just overwhelming. And so the reason why we're going through these tips is, is so that we can be empowered. Train your child in a way they should go. How do we train? Well, this is the way. And as you pursue these things, God will equip you, God will strengthen your faith, and you'll be able to be a greater minister to your family, to your friends, to your church, wherever it is that God has called you. God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. Be encouraged.